Hello, Hot Button listeners. Originally, this E3-themed episode was meant to be released last Sunday, June 7th. That would have been the Sunday before E3 2020 had it not been canceled due to COVID-19. And we mentioned COVID and the cancellation in the episode. But something else has happened in this country between the recording of this episode and its initial release date. Something that made telling silly stories of E3 past just not feel right. The tragic murder of George Floyd at the hands of the police infuriated us here at Hot Button, as it did millions around the country and many more around the world. And we all know it's far from the first time. That is why we are taking this time before your regularly scheduled Hot Button to declare as emphatically and loudly as we possibly can that Black Lives Matter. The time for silence, hope, and inaction is over. Now is the time for action. Now is the time to join in the fight for a better future. And we have all watched in horror over these past few weeks as people using their voice to call for change have been brutally attacked by the police in an attempt to silence them. Police carrying out orders from a fascist government hell-bent on keeping its citizens compliant and docile. Shining a terrible light on the reasons this fight needs to continue and why police need their power taken away, along with their guns, their immunity, their unions, and their ludicrous budgets. That is why we fight for a better future. A future where black people can be safe in their own homes, unlike Breonna Taylor and Botham Jean. Where they can go for a jog, unlike Ahmed Arbery. Where they can walk around at night, unlike Trayvon Martin. Where they can survive a routine traffic stop, unlike Philando Castile and Sandra Bland. Where they can play with a toy gun, unlike Tamir Rice. Where they can be detained by the police without fear of death, unlike Eric Garner and George Floyd. And where they can sleep in their car, unlike Rayshard Brooks was only a few days ago. Where they can do anything that the countless others have done before, dying unjustly at the hands of our racist justice system. Remember these names, and fight for change. And don't stop fighting until no more names can be added to that list. We here at Hot Button have been doing our best to join in this fight, and we urge you all to do the same. Find local protests and join them. Donate to organizations on the front lines of change, like the NAACP Legal Defense Fund or the ACLU, or to local and national bail funds helping keep protesters out of jail. Educate those around you about why they should care and how they can and should help. And most of all, vote and continue to pressure whoever is in office until they learn their fucking lesson and change our broken, corrupt, and racist system. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. So before we get into the cold open that I had planned, Chris, I, I think you may have an apology to make to our, <laughs> to our producer. <laughs> I have no apologies. All I gotta say is he got me. You got bitten by the bug along with my roommate? Hold on. Let me open up my Steam real quick. <laughs> How many hours? Library... <laughs> Last played today, currently at 99 hours of ESO played <laughs> in the last two weeks. You absolute fool. Well, what hooked you in? I need to know. I've put in more than a regular work week's amount of time in ESO in the last two Mr. weeks. Mr. I'm not going to play an MMO. I don't know. It's like I'm not going to talk about why I like it because there's a billion say, reasons. You, uh, but okay, I was like, you can tell me why it's good. But I just I don't know. It called me. I've never really been into MMOs before, but something about the fighting in this is definitely like it's a bit more rewarding. And I think I missed that whole um, understanding a game that has MMO elements, like I did with Destiny, and that kind of fucking got me a little bit. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, being like. 
oh, I'm specking for this. Let's do this dungeon. This is how I should level up like this. Like, I think I missed that part of it, and that's the big part that got me hooked. <laughs> no, it's great. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's just logging onto my Steam and seeing you being on there. It was just like the. <laughs> it's just like I can only imagine how vindicated our. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, Jason's been playing with me, me and him, but he showed me some ropes. He got me uh Good. he got me into his clan with uh one of his friends and we've all from been what I've heard from together. my roommate, he is not sour about it at all. He is embracing it. And well, the yeah, arms are so wide open for you. The reason I'm playing it is because of your roommate. We were talking one night, <laughs> me and Jason, about I was like, you know what? After I just did our microtransactions episode, I did a story about ESO. I was like, yes, you know what, doing yeah. all that research, it kinda made me want to walk around the game and check it out a little bit maybe when it goes on summer sale i'll you know go back to it so I'm, that night i'm playing red dead redemption 2 because it's on game pass which is cool if you got game pass right now red dead 2 is on there if you haven't played it oh, good opportunity yeah. too yeah i'm sitting there playing it and i get like an alert i look behind me and your roommate gifted me ESL, <laughs> and i was like that's son of a bitch <laughs> he, so gifted, like, he gifted right. me earth defense force 5 recently and that's the bullshit i've been playing <laughs> <laughs> so like he was like help me kill some dragons because he's been playing so i was like all right i'll fucking try it I, I i can't make up an excuse after saying i would be willing to try it again so. speaking of games we were gifted after our valve episode uh, oh. randy and i saw you playing this former guest yeah. chelsea gifted me black mesa and i beat it i have some qualms about that i know you do but <laughs> I finally beat Half-Life, that's all I'll They say. changed the HEV suit sound. Who gives that's, a shit? That's blasphemous. What? Those are the best part of the game. I know. That I, boop, boop. Yeah, like the narration <laughs> voice is the same, but I guess the sample rate of the audio cues were maybe not good enough anymore, so they had new sounds produced, and it boils my blood. They're fine. Ah. <sighs> As somebody who's not familiar with the they're old fine. sounds, they're fun. <laughs> I literally played an HEV suit on part two of our... It doesn't take away from the game, it, I'm sure, well, but no. I, I understand your frustration. <laughs> I told Austin, I was like, imagine if somebody changed the Foley work in like the original Halo games when they remastered that for the anniversary. Like... No, they did change the graphics and it bugged me. <laughs> yeah. No, Black Mace is fucking killer, but it is remade in the style of Half-Life 2, which I think I would have been way more impressed by 10 years ago than now. But it's it, fine. It, but it is cool. Like, I think that may be the way to play it if you're going into it also, in 2020. Also, speaking of games but... that I tried and didn't beat, I bought Far Cry 5 and Far Cry New Dawn and Assassin's Creed oh, Origins. Ep the Epic Store sale thing right now is insane. Yeah. GTA 5 was yeah, free. Yeah, they Civ 6. I know, and, and then Civ 6. Is, yeah. And it's like you get a $10 coupon for every fucking thing you buy, yeah, which Far I didn't Cry, know until Far Jason Cry told and me. and Assassin's Creed were 15 bucks each, and I got them all for 5 I've been playing Far Cry 5 now. I bought What the Golf and... Uh, I saw you playing that, too. <laughs> yeah. Epic Store is great, dude. I can't believe really GTA is. 5 for free. That's incredible. That Especially is. somebody like me who's never played it on PC, and now I just have um, it for free. The PC like, version of that game is, is killer. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it's killer, and the mods galore are so yeah. much fun. It took years My roommate for it to get there, plays but... on a GTA V roleplay server, and like, yes. yeah, like I walked outside <laughs> to go to the store, and he was on the porch. He's like, yo, did you pick up GTA? You should get on there with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew he would see that. All right, so you guys are always making fun of me for the golden eye thing, by Accurate. the way. Right? 
Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we can all but agree. It is, it is at least third best to Halo. <laughs> so. Chris, I know you mentioned a couple episodes prior about how it was hard to go back to it. Mm-hmm. One thing I'd like to point out, though, which I think might lead to an interesting discussion here in our extended opener, is that you were playing it on a Nintendo 64, now almost 25-year-old hardware. The defense that I w- want to pull out now, though, so we can finally put some of this bit to rest, is that video games are always a product of their time. I think we can always agree on that. However, the core of what keeps those games fun is always yeah, still there. The Boston, the Boston Bus Riot game probably wouldn't play too well now. It's <laughs> definitely yeah. a product of its time. Even if buried in old design and technical limitations as standards grow and change, whatever. So Perfect Dark. I'm not sure if you guys played much of the HD re-release on 360. I played Zero. Is that what you're talking about? Or No. Perfect Dark Zero is better than Goldeneye. The the one that's in Rare Replay on Xbox One. I will break quarantine (laughs) and and drive to your house. I swear to God. But that remake is kind of exactly how you remember the original, even if it isn't necessarily true. And that's fucking awesome, that Perfect Dark like remaster. And Black Mesa is kind of similar in some ways, where it's like the way that I envision the original Half-Life is... I know if I were to boot up Half-Life now, I'd probably be like, why is this so blurry? But No, surprisingly not. I think there's something about the... Maybe. Something the art, about the hardware makes it a little bit Half-Life better, sources. Yeah. Sure, Source Half-Life scales source, really maybe. well. But I think that's what can make an outdated thing great. Because once stuff like frame rate and controls are amended in a more modern way, all that's left is the gameplay and the art from before. Now, I know GoldenEye was supposed to get the same treatment, but because God hates me and all licensing is bullshit, it never happened. That happened. They remade it. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to no, say, I yeah. No, 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 the that fucking Wii game. Yeah, for the Wii. But my question yeah. is, though, what game of your childhood do you think would benefit the most from having nothing more than a new launch on new hardware? Like, no mm. built from the ground up, like, no reimaginings, just a simple remaster of how a system from 2020 could run and render a classic. By the way, That's I did... Question. I did think of this remake kind of proposal when me and Austin, I think a couple weeks back, we tried to play Duke Nukem 3D after the episode we did on it. And woof. <laughs> like, say what you will yeah. about Goldeneye now, but it ain't no Doom clone like every other PC shooter from the 90s. Like- I would say Chex Quest, but that just came out. <laughs> so. your wi- yeah, your your wish was already granted, I, don't know. I guess. I don't know. All the games <laughs> I like from my childhood hold up, like... <laughs> Ocarina Majora's Mask still look brilliant. They do. Like, I do like those remakes of those games on DS. Like, they up the graphics a bit. Though I would always prefer to play a game at my PC or my console than a handheld, but like... You know what? Maybe the original Smash. That game kind of looks like shit. You know, you might be right. See, it's, like, a it looks. it's a little slow. It's a little slow, too, when you think about it. I don't know. That's it's tough because you talk about improving controls, but... Cause, yeah, because that was the thing. When they brought... Any Nintendo game would be Perfect coming Dark out on the Switch, thing. and the Switch has an awful controller. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So why? Because it just drifts randomly. Every, yeah. yeah. NHL '94. All oh, right. Any, NH- oh, any old '90 <laughs> NHL game, I'll definitely go with that. Dude, too. imagine how fucking wild it would be if they announced NHL 2020 or 2021, well, and, and, and it came with like a remaster. In of NHL, NHL 14, the 20 year anniversary, they did an NHL 4 mode. 
where oh, they really? tried to adjust the physics to the game and they put like the stars under the people. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, but it wasn't the same. Wasn't the same. If they could like recreate the physics of NHL 94 but with the NHL 20 graphics, yeah. I think that would be Cause pretty that, cool. Because that's the thing about like the Resident Evils and the Final Fantasies and the Spyros and Crashes the World. Like those are remakes. Like they are mm-hmm. going back. And, yeah. As opposed also, to just being like, hey, what if instead of... They are, but it's like, well, those originals can be a little rough to go back to, but it's like, what if it's like, hey, instead of it being on an N64, now it's just running on your computer. Because like, got, if you've ever seen what GoldenEye looks like on an emulator in like in it 60 looks, frames, looks, like yeah, it looks much 4K, better. it's pretty I got fucking two, wild. I got two answers, NHL 94 and Advent Rising. Oh, yeah. For more on Advent Rising, listen to episode... That's going back. It's, it's episode, episode two? Three. Three. I think that's three. That's the beginning of our episodes on game contests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, that, those are pretty good answers. I think Brink probably could use a good, like, <laughs> if they, I think the issue with that game was okay. how it looked. That yeah, was, they changed it, the art style the of that game, issue. right? Like, uh, past its original <laughs> announcement. You think that'll have an audience this time? <laughs> it, the same audience that's playing, like, Bleeding Edge or... <laughs> Austin tried Bleeding Edge. (laughs) What? I played Bleeding Edge. I uninstalled it. No, I just said you tried it. Oh, yeah. I (laughs) thought you said I was playing it. No, no. No. You're not actively playing it. Yeah, Evolve would probably (laughs) be a pretty good one. Lawbreakers (laughs) would be a pretty good one. <laughs> Fuck you. The spirit of this question is dead. <laughs> no, I already gave you my honest answer. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Let's we'll get into the actual episode. So, <laughs> so, traditionally, this is like the most exciting time of year for games with news and announcements from the annual Electronic Entertainment Expo dominating news cycles, celebrating the field. There's massive on-stage presentations, concerts, interviews, streams, you name it. Nearly every single gaming website and forum is just alight with constant updates. Reveals hitting YouTube channels every few minutes, people arguing on Twitter, Walmart leaking release dates, podcasts like ours covering it all, as we showed last year in our E3 2019 special. But alas, due to the COVID-19 outbreak, an already shaky E3 2020 was officially canceled. Flipping the whole industry's events upside down while also flipping our plans upside down. Plans to cover the event, I mean, the way we did last year. But you know what? That's all right, because Austin devised an even better episode today to make up for it. Well, um, arguable. One he was already organizing for a while now. Yeah. See, all the way like, back. I was going to say, in case you were worried about having to skip our E3 episode because it didn't have a number. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's not relevant anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all the way back in March of 2019, when we could frolic around outside and openly make out with our friends at the bar or whatever, we talked about the formation of a little group known as the ESRB, or the Entertainment Software Ratings Board. Here was where another organization, the ESA, or the Entertainment Software Association, came up in their early beginnings as well. These are the folks responsible for setting up E3 year after year, its successes and its failures, Mm -hmm. for the past 25 years, until now. Although currently everything is still on to return again in June of 2021, But yeah, who really are they and how exactly did they form and come to be? Well, Hot Button knows the answers and that's because Hot Button knows all. I'm Randall Beatrice here with Austin Blakesley. Oh, hi. And Chris Anantuano. Gonna fool me. I don't know shit. You guys know you guys know everything? What do you guys say we get into some ESA E3 origins and then maybe some fun stories of them both throughout the past and to present? Sounds like a good time to me. 
So uh, let's get into the spirit of what we can experience this year around. What have you got in store for us? Okay, well, as Randy said, this episode should be coming out when E3 was supposed to be happening. Yeah. Of course. I think some people are still trying to do something. But yeah, there's events, but now they're all scattered. They're sprinkled throughout summer, yeah. Yeah. We would be talking about E3 2020, were it not for the unfortunate state of the world. In a but, new console year, too. Yeah. What a time for that For to those happen. of you <laughs> unfamiliar, E3, as Randy said, shortened from Electronic Entertainment Expo, is an annual trade convention for yes. people from all over the video game industry to show off what they're working on, announcing new games and hardware and meet with each other to make business deals and talk about tech. We kind of forget it used to, like a lot of retailers used to attend. Exactly. That was the point. Yeah, and initially. it makes sense. Well, E3 wasn't open to the public for a long time, That's right? That's true. Uh, yeah. Just the yeah. last couple of years. Last couple of years I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll get to it a little later, but yeah, I think it was 2017. Was now the now they want to be packs really bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Please come. <laughs> yeah. Please care about E3. <laughs> but it makes sense, right? The video game industry is a as of 2019, $152 billion a year industry. Ooh. They're probably doing okay right now in all this. And it's a big deal because if you think about it, in terms of the entertainment industry, there's no convention where people go to to announce new albums. I mean, the, the <laughs> yeah. television and movie industry have basically just co-opted Comic-Con and South by Southwest. They yeah. don't have their own it's a very convention. Good, it's a very E3 that is, true. is yeah. like the only trade show that the, well, technically... We'll get to another one in a little bit. Yes, but... I didn't want to name it in the opener because I know it's going to be relevant to all this. But Well, we'll get to two, actually. Oh, um, okay. What if but... the Oscars were like, you could go to a stand and play the first 20 minutes of a <laughs> Michael Bay movie? <laughs> Michael Bay wouldn't be at the Oscars. He was, hey, his movies always get nominated for sound. That's why there's a fucking special edition of Armageddon and Transformers with the Oscar banner on Blu-ray. That's just like, for uh, your consideration. Like... That, that should be a crime to advertise it that way. <laughs> but yeah, for those of us that follow the industry but aren't a part of it, it is essentially video game Christmas. Totally. You know, in the current age of social media, who the fuck knows when we're going to get information about anything, but <laughs> in the age of E3... We know when we're going to get it. It's around June 12th to 15th of whatever year it is. Yeah, and you don't have to be as deeply embedded into that world as us to know that. Like, even my mom knows when E3 is going on, probably because I won't shut up about it, but still. Back <laughs> before video games were even a thought in anyone's mind, and we're talking the early 1900s, Oof. there was another convention known colloquially as the Chicago Music Show. Whoa, I did not know you were going to go this far back. You may better <laughs> know. I thought you were about to start at the, the fucking talk about the 1800s wor <laughs> World Science the World's, Fair. Yeah, the World's Fair. No, Future not the World's Rama Fair. Has hit the now, world. I think that the Chicago Music Show is NAM, you may better know it as, okay. which stands for the National Association of Music Merchants. This is still a show that's going on today, still a show that I also follow because this is where the newest guitars, yes. basses, drums, synthesizers, guitar pedals, amps are all announced. If you're a musician out there, you probably when know what NAM is. When I worked at Guitar Center, we got like, yep. press releases. You know, microphones, year. recording equipment, all kinds of music stuff. This is basically E3 for the music industry, but it's less about advertising the music being made and more about advertising the equipment that music is made with. Yeah. Oh, did you hear Zildjian's releasing a new triangle this year? <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, those uh, gear books we got are, yeah. are fun to go through. But, but since I can't wait for that new triangle, Since the dude. consumer electronics industry for the better half of the 20th century was focused pretty much solely around music. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, we talked about it. 
in our PlayStation episode and our Sega episode, but Sony started out making ham radios yeah. and, what was Sega and doing? speakers and, and record players. <laughs> Sega made jukeboxes, That's what remember? It was, yeah. Yeah. They look like cigarette machines. Yeah, the only thing to do before the invention of television was listen to music or die in Germany. Like, yeah. Those are your two <laughs> options. Exactly. I'd rather listen to music, um, to be fair. But, as Chris said, in the turn of the 20th century, the middle part, around the 50s, a new invention started creeping into people's homes that was less related to music, although still a little bit. The television. The television, <laughs> exactly. So, these companies, companies like Philips, Motorola, Sony. The makers of the um, CDI, the Razor, and the Walkman? Yes, exactly. <laughs> they were tired of being an afterthought tacked on to this music convention, so... In 1967, the Electronic Industries Association decided to stop playing second fiddle to these damn hippies and their damn guitars <laughs> and start their own convention, and thus, CES was born. Yeah. Now, if you don't know what CES is, CES is the Consumer Electronics Show, and like I said, it began in 1967. It's often held in the winter, like January, right? Uh, so, NAM and CES are both held in Vegas, in the winter. Around the same time as the porn convention. NAM has a summer show as well. CES used to have a summer show. It didn't oh. do well. Okay. So now CES <laughs> I, is just I once a year. I did not know that. When CES started, it was once every couple of years, actually, in 1967, and then again in 1970, and then they started doing it bi-annually, and then eventually annually. But CES is obviously the ground for a lot of groundbreaking technology. It was focused, obviously, yes. around TVs. If, you, if but, you want those Bluetooth blenders or whatever yeah, they're doing now. But also things that could be used with TVs. I'm talking VCRs, camcorders, and you guessed it, video games. Yeah. This includes showings of the first video game part of CES was the first showing of Atari's Pong in 1975. No shit. Other famous showings from the video game industry, ACS, include the Commodore 64 <gasps> in 1982, which was a computer, but... You oh, know, I thought you were going to name most people. I'm going to yeah. well, I'll get there. All right. <laughs> the NES in 1985, uh -huh. Tetris in yeah. 1988. Listen to our four-part Tetris series if you haven't for more information on that. Yeah. And the infamous stabbing of the back that I mentioned in our Nintendo PlayStation episode. Oh, right. That was CES. That was CES. Yes. Okay, fuck yeah. And for a long time, <laughs> uh, this worked out. You know, video games were a relatively large market, but still small enough to sort of fit in the background of CES. But as they say, history repeats itself. And the video game industry can only play second fiddle to these damn hippies and their damn televisions for so long. Uh, <laughs> We've got Charles Manson's rock band this year. We're doing big. Uh, and CES didn't exactly roll out the red carpet for the video game industry either. CES is the consumer electronics show. There are a lot of consumer electronics. Everything is a consumer electronic, more or less, these days. But game companies were not the priority. And this is not my words, but the words of some other people there, thanks in no small part to Nintendo who many blamed at the who? time for the poor treatment CES gave video games. You see, Nintendo marketed everything back then like it does today. We're a toy company. And if you're planning a giant convention in Vegas with the latest and greatest in everything from televisions to computers to cameras to refrigerators, where do you put the toys? Well, mm. I'll leave it to former Hot Button star Tom Kalinske, CEO <laughs> of Sega America in the yes. early 90s, to explain. He's come up a few times. This I is think. a quote. Back in the early 1990s, we always used to show at CES in Las Vegas. Vegas. We were there alongside the guys that were showing their new automotive speakers or their new computing systems or TVs or telephones, what have you. 
And the CES organizers used to put the video games industry way, way in the back. In 1991, they Aww. put us in a tent in a parking lot, and you had to walk past all the porn vendors to find us, <laughs> to find Nintendo, ourselves, and all the third-party licensees. That particular year, it was pouring rain, and the rain leaked through the tent over our new Genesis system. Oh I was God. just furious with the way that CES treated the video game industry, and I felt we were more important than they were giving us credit for. So I started planning to get the hell out of CES. No shit. And he also was quoted as turning to his team when that happened and saying, that's it, we're never coming back here again. I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah no, I, I don't blame I, him either. Yeah. But still, they needed something like CES. You see... Randy hinted at this earlier, but CES wasn't just for them to show their new games to the public. That's where retail partners were. Back in those days, Amazon didn't just buy a million copies of every game that came out. Yeah. Stores sent people to determine what the most popular things would be, and then they would place orders at CES. Yeah, uh, totally. Places like Toys R Us, KB Toys, Sears, Kmart, others... Back before, you know, the, almost all those things you named are out of business. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, all of them are. <laughs> yeah, no, GameStop's still going strong. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you named them. I guess there's probably EB at that point or Funko Land. Yeah, they would have been like 800, like Babbage's, Funko Babbage, Land, yeah. EB Games, GameStop. So, flash forward to 1993, Kalinske had a better idea. Sega rented out a golf resort in the Napa Valley and threw a small get-together. They invited a bunch of other companies, including Nintendo, who was a no-show, and, sh <laughs> oh, <really? Yeah>. <laughs> and showed off okay. their games. Everyone loved it. The retail partners loved it. The game developers loved it. The CEOs loved it. Everybody loved not having to shit in a porta potty in a parking lot. So they thought... They should have put that on just the... <laughs> <laughs> like, you, know, uh, you know, I gotta say, I do miss the porn, but we got a way better setup than we do it. <laughs> I miss the porn, but I do like to shit indoors. <laughs> so they had a thought, why don't we throw our own show? But who would throw it? Well, those of you who have listened to specific episodes of our show that we've already brought up may recognize 1993 as a big year for the games industry. Yes. Not only was this the year that they were done with CES, but this was also the year that Sega and Nintendo were in Senate hearings over the violence in the video game <laughs> industry. For more info on that, as Randy said, go listen to our series on the formation of the ESRB. But long story short, the games industry had formed the Interactive Digital Software Association, or IDSA for short. And what were they up in arms about? That game that has friendship at the end of every fight? That's I call it bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Remember when Sub-Zero makes snow cones? They just weren't cool with it. No, it's too violent. <laughs> yeah. But the ISDA had a problem. You see, it turns out that when you're running a Washington lobbying group for an industry, it's not cheap. Sure, when you make cigarettes or firearms, you have plenty of money to throw at lobbyists to fight your battles <laughs> in D.C., but video games don't have that killing people money. They have that killing digital people money, which it turns out is not as much. <laughs> it's not as, as much. So no, they, not. they had a thought. What if they could throw their own trade show and charge people admission to it, charge people to have booths? With blackjack and, and then hookers. They, and then they could use that money to fund their other efforts. Yeah. But before we get to that, we have to first introduce another important character, Pat Farrell. Farrell was the man in charge of GamePro magazine. Oh, shit. You see, video game makers weren't the only people having a bad time at the Vegas-based CES. Farrell was a journalist within the industry, and he had a lot of ins. And one of those ins clued him in to a meeting that was happening. So he sent someone to attend. The ISDA needed someone to throw their show, as I said. But before that, they were just a bunch of CEOs that formed some sort of coalition. They had a lobbyist that they hired. Right. But, I mean... 
What do they know about throwing a trade show? So they met with Gary Shapiro, the head of the organization that runs CES. No relation to uh... Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I don't know. He might be. <laughs> To all facts, definitely no feelings. I promise no feelings, Ben Shapiro. See, they had a meeting to see if maybe they could air their grievances out with CES, maybe get some better treatment, maybe get a share of the uh, profits from their third-party vendors at least coming to sell or something like that. Here was Shapiro's response in this meeting. Look, you guys make toys. We don't (laughs) really consider you to be consumer electronics. But you're welcome to exhibit at our show if you want. Maybe shittiness does run in that family. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, or that name. Or that He's name. Like, All yeah. right, now I'm off to talk to my brother Robert Shapiro, who represented an O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically, fuck you guys. Yeah. So More or less, that's Farrell. Exactly what that had an idea. You see, GamePro was owned by IDG which is like independent data group or something, a multi-million dollar media conglomerate who also had a department for event planning. And they were known for throwing events like Macworld and others. Sure. So he went to his higher-ups. He pitched his idea for a show for the video game industry, and they were on board. Cool. He met up with the event planning department, sorted some stuff out, and got a pitch ready for the SDA. But before he could give his pitch, Gary Shapiro had caught wind of the plans that Farrell had, and I guess had a sudden Grinch-style change of heart because all of a sudden he went from telling the industry to go fuck themselves to announcing CES was holding their own trade show just for video. What, did he smell green and then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That capitalist fake wallet grew two sizes that day. <laughs> well, this may be one of the only stories we ever get to tell on Hot Button where capitalism did not win out. Wow. Or a less shitty version of capitalism, what I should say. But we'll get there. Don't worry. It'll spend all of its resources rewriting history and propagandizing (laughs) until you believe that this is an episode of Hot Button where capitalism wins out. (laughs) Yeah. No, they just Um, want everywhere else. It's fine. So, with multiple parties now interested in running the event, the ISDA called another meeting, and this time to hear the pitches. You know, they went from having nobody to throw this to multiple parties interested in throwing this. And how do you handle that when you're? a bunch of CEOs, you hold meetings. So Shapiro's pitch was first, and basically it was, you guys are a bunch of idiots. I've been doing this for years. I have clout. Let me do it. (laughs) But Farrell's pitch was different. I mean, Farrell had a parent company that wanted to make money off of his convention, but he personally didn't give a shit if he made money. His focus was on the game company and their needs. He's been to CES for years. He's interviewed the people who are a part of the ISDA. He sold ad space and GamePro to them. He understands what they're looking to get out of the show. And more importantly, he gave them what Shapiro never would, a share of the show's profits. The deal became basically, they got something like 5 or 10% of the profits. I found varying sources on that. But the ISDA would hold the rights to whatever this new show became. And IDG would get most of the profits from hosting it. But the ISDA would get some of the profits to keep their enterprise running. And here's a quote from ISDA's head lobbyist, Doug Lowenstein. He put it this way. The CES offer signaled to us a lack of respect. They didn't understand that we were becoming a behemoth of an industry. We partnered with IDG because they made a significantly better financial offer And Pat and his team were already committed to the industry, and they had a lot of deep contacts, and they understood us and what we want. So, 
The IDSA went with IDG for the show, but that didn't mean every game company was happy about it. We wanted the shitty money guy. <laughs> exactly. I'll let, uh, I'll let Pat Farrell tell you in his quote, The assholes at Microsoft and Nintendo said, CES is the show. It always has been. We're backing Shapiro. Sorry, Farrell, but you don't stand a chance in hell. Uh, he said assholes. Uh, and Microsoft? It's like huh? yeah. Nintendo? Huh? Tom Colincy was then quoted as saying that this was probably his fault as he was the lead in the ISDA of the effort to start their own show and he knows that Microsoft and Nintendo hate Sega's guts. Yeah. <laughs> Basically the money wizard that runs Microsoft and the dragon that sits on the pile of Nintendo's hoarding <laughs> trade secrets uh, decided to deny. Sega can do what Nintendo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Farrell yeah. and... and Wait, is Col- that the right quote? Did I fuck that Sega up? Sega do what Nintendo Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. Farrell and Kalinsky and a couple of others traveled to Japan and tried to talk Nintendo into going to this new event instead of CES. But the Nintendo of Japan heads were afraid of pissing CES off. If this new show flopped, then the video game industry would have nowhere to go. But Farrell also needed a new name for the show. Okay. He settled on Electronic Entertainment Expo. I call it three. <laughs> Hold on. No, it's worse. Uh, Electronic Entertainment Expo wasn't flashy enough. It didn't have that ring to it. So when he pitched it to all his colleagues in the games industry and the games media, he kept calling it oh, E-cubed. God. It's like yeah. E to the power of three, he said. Uh, they responded by saying, Yes, yes, we know what cube means. They responded by saying, No, that's stupid. We're calling it E3. It's easier to say. It's easier to remember. And way more importantly, it's easier to type. <laughs> I feel like I've seen E3 style that way before. It has been, but it's called E3 for a reason, because it's way easier to type E3 than E to the power of three. I kind of agree that it is Um, less stupid. uh, Hashtag bring back back (laughs) E-cubed. We're starting it. So, next on the docket, where are we going to host this? Well, Mm. he's fighting with Shapiro. Shapiro's got inns in Las Vegas, so he says, I'll book the Las Vegas Convention Center. Of course he would say that. Because he's got inns there. That way, he can't book it. He offers them a spot. He says, hey, I got a parking lot next to some porn he, vendors if you want to hold He's like, no one's there. using the BattleBots arena. Yeah, you That's... can be right next to fucking Custer's Last Stand or whatever. <laughs> oh, <God>. um, <laughs> but Shapiro, the fat cat capitalist that he is, not wanting to spend a lot of money, booked what city? That's right, Philadelphia. <laughs> hey! Uh, but there was a problem, which was that he booked... Las Vegas Convention Center for June, which we all know now is the regular date of E3. Yeah. However, yeah. Shapiro booked Philadelphia for the middle of May. The city that beat up the hitchhiking robot? Yeah. The city that lied about its slogan? Yeah, the, city the city that bombed... Uh, no, I don't, I don't want to do that one. <laughs> the city that threw batteries at Santa Claus disguised as snowballs. <laughs> Yes, that one. No, you can go ahead and say the city that firebombed a bunch of its citizens. Yeah. The city we all live in. I hate to break it to you, but more than just Philadelphia have firebombed their citizens. That's, yeah. So, this posed a problem. Basically, whatever show was first was going to get the most people interested in it. And being in the middle of May was actually beneficial to the retail partners who this whole thing was for because they wanted to have their orders for the holiday season in before summer. Yeah, no, that, um, that makes sense. Yeah. So... Farrell changed his plans. A little bit of cunning here. Farrell thought, well, most of the companies that are going to be at E3 are going to be coming from Japan. And if you go anywhere in the U.S. from Japan, you pretty much have to lay over in LAX, right? Because you make it across the ocean, then you got to stop, and then you got to get fuel to go anywhere else in the country, essentially. So 
fuck it, let's just have it in L.A. So he called up the L.A. Convention Center and they said, yeah, totally. What dates do you want? And this is when (laughs) Farrell, God bless him, (laughs) threw all the cards down, put all his cards on the table. He went all in. He booked the L.A. Convention Center for the exact same three days that Shapiro booked the Philly Convention Center. (laughs) That way, now people couldn't possibly go to both. He was either tanking his own show or tanking Shapiro's show. Yeah, I know the flight pattern problem has been an issue throughout the years of where they hold these kind of events. Like Gamescom, it suddenly becomes a problem. It will become a problem again later. Oh, when they relocated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a big thing. Yeah, but... He also decided that wasn't enough to stick it to Shapiro. You see, we already know that Tom Kalinske is on board with E3 because he's like the main guy. Every time you uh, say that, I think Tom Clancy. And it, <laughs> I, the first time you said it, too, I was like, holy shit, Tom Clancy's involved? Uh, I mean, he w- he was involved in E3. Yeah. Um, but Come play Rainbow Six for N64. It turns out it's better than the PlayStation of version. the quote-unquote big three, two of them were actually way into E3, the other being Sony. So, he hired a PR company and sent out press releases to everybody, including Shapiro, every time anybody signed on for E3. I love that. He managed to get Sega, Sony, Acclaim, EA, and a bunch of other smaller companies. Okay. But, Nintendo and Microsoft still held out for CES. But, CES was starting to look a bit rough. Everyone that signed on to E3 was starting to make CES look worse because they're taking place at the same time. Mm-hmm. You can't have journalists and retail partners go on the West sure. Coast to meet yeah. Sony and Sega and the East Coast to meet Microsoft and Nintendo. Yeah. They put their meetings at the exact same time. Yes. Also, we're slowly approaching the date when these conventions would need to be set in stone and these hosts would have to put down non-refundable multi-tens-of-thousand-dollar deposits on their venues. Mm. Right up until the day when that deposit was due... Nothing. Then, all of a sudden, that day came. I'll let Fowler recall the story. My assistant Diana comes into my office and she says, Gary Shapiro's on the phone for you. I said, really? (laughs) So she transfers it and Gary says, Pat, how are you? I say, I'm good. And he says, you win. And then he hangs up. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That very same day, he received two more calls. One from Microsoft. (laughs) And one from Nintendo. Um, yeah, I just imagine those calls happening minutes apart, too. It's like, I got another call at yeah. line three. And it's Hold on, <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> so, both companies, well, Nintendo of America yeah, yeah, and yeah. Microsoft are both based in Washington. Nice, yeah. Washington, the state, not D.C. Seattle, more or less, somewhere around there. So... What does he do? Well, Farrell gets on a plane to Seattle to go meet with them. It should be important to note that if you look up E3, you'll hear a lot about things like the South Hall, the West Hall, the East Hall, Kensha Hall. Yeah. Kensha Hall is like infamous. Yeah. People know all these conventions. Well, back in the early 90s, the LA Convention Center was not as big as it was. It had two halls. The original West Hall which was decrepit and from the 1970s when the thing opened, <laughs> sure. and South Hall, which was brand new. Yeah. So, first meeting that Farrell has, Nintendo. He meets with Howard Lincoln, another hot-button character. The man himself, yeah. Yep. Hey. And he shows him the floor plan. And Howard Lincoln, being the conceited, cocky <laughs> asshole that a Nintendo executive would be <laughs> oh, at this yeah. time, says, I already know where this is going. Hey, we want this spot right in the middle That's of the Howard new Lincoln hall, right in the middle me. of South Hall. Farrell said, No. Those prime spots has already been sold to Sony and Sega. And then he followed up with saying they booked early. 
He then followed up by saying, I'm sorry, you guys backed the wrong horse. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, Lincoln was not amused. (laughs) So then, I love this guy. Farrell then said, well, we have one booth left in South Hall and showed him the smallest, most out-of-the-way booth that they possibly had. (laughs) Howard Lincoln got pissed and then said, fine, we'll go to West Hall. And originally... Farrell did feel a little bad because Nintendo's a big company. He yeah. made it so that the registration was in West Hall so that they would get more foot traffic. I was going to say, what year is this exactly, by the this way? This would be 1995 was the first year. So this would potentially be the first showing of next generation hardware with this would the be N64. The first, this would be right around the launch of the N64, the okay. Saturn, and the uh, Virtual PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. So th- this um, is a big year. This is a big so, year, like, yes. the, the fact that he's arguing for that space makes, makes sense. a lot sure. of yeah. But it turns out that foot traffic would not be an issue at mm. the first E3 not at all. <laughs> Farrell soon ran out of floor space to sell. Wow. So he started booking nearby ballrooms in hotels. Yes. Uh, but after yeah. selling that space in 12 nearby hotels and running out of places to book that would be within walking slash taxi distance, mm-hmm. he still had people calling him, begging him for a spot at E3. Damn. Holy shit. Yeah. They even decided to make money by selling ads. We've all heard the stories of like hotel keys having Master Chief on them and shit. (laughs) Uh, And here's another quote from Farrell. We ran out of things to sell. Every bus siding, every taxi top, every (laughs) napkin had a logo. We actually had the printed name of a company on our drinking straws. People would call us and go, do you have anything else? Because we just got an extra 10 grand in our E3 budget. He would look down at him drinking a cup of coffee and say, how about the tops of the coffee cups? (laughs) As a joke, and they would say, I'll take it. Holy shit! <laughs> Did they have toothpicks and condoms yet? Like, just to. Yeah, I could pull my pants down and advertise on my cock and walk around E3 if you want me to. <laughs> and with that, the first E3 was all set, and I don't think that last quote should surprise anybody when I say uh, that it, it was, was a, a smash. smash success. Yeah. 50,000 people were in attendance, and like I said, this was the E3 where the Saturn was announced, priced, and launched on the same day. <laughs> For more on uh, that, check out our two-parter on... <laughs> yes, check out our two-parter on the Dreamcast Why and Sega. Why no, no more? Yeah, where nobody saw that one coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and this was also the first E3 where the PlayStation was shown off. Yes. Um, For more on that, check out our yeah, two-parter. Which, <laughs> check out our two-parter on Sega and also on the PlayStation. Yeah. This is a great episode to... Yes. Oh, God, there's so many mentions of episodes. <laughs> but since then, E3 has been a series of highs and lows, mostly highs, some lows. If I were to list off every announcement ever made at an E3, we would be here for literal hours, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to try. So, so, so be on the lookout for our next series. And <laughs> see, this is great because like almost each year could be its own individual topic. Like uh-huh. it's <laughs> Let's take a little walk down memory lane. Yeah. Starting with 1996. Nintendo 64 is officially revealed. The PlayStation is doing gangbusters. The Saturn receives a price cut. Later that year... (laughs) Sorry, just the three of those. You're like, the N64, and you're like, yeah, the PlayStation. You're like, yeah, and and then the Saturn got a price cut. Oh, there's going to be a lot more of those. The IDG and the IDSA decide to throw a Japanese-based E3 in November of 1996. Sega and Sony end up backing out, leaving Nintendo as the only exhibitor. Turnout was poor, and that basically canceled plans for every other E3 that wasn't real E3. (laughs) Because they had apparently had plans for like a Canadian E3 as well. 1997, after negotiations with the LACC, or LA Convention Center, which I will now refer to as the LACC, fell through, the show was moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And because of this, attendance was down, but that didn't stop the game announcements. Now, as we all know and have talked about, one of the best years in gaming history was 1998. So it would only make sense that 
1997's E3 was packed with some great announcements. Some of the highlights, Fallout, Metal Gear Solid, Tomb Raider 2, Quake 2, the DualShock controller, <laughs> Final Fantasy 7, Resident Evil 2, Star Fox 64, GoldenEye 007, Banjo-Kazooie, and recent hot-button topics, Duke Nukem Forever <laughs> and Half-Life. <laughs> yeah, shit. It took a lot of restraint to not cheer when you mentioned Goldeneye. I know, you're going to need a lot of restraint because we got more coming up. <laughs> 1998, the show's second year in Atlanta, which again... Wow, that was Atlanta still two like years, two yeah. years? Okay. Attendance is down, but that didn't stop Sega from announcing the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. As well, we had showings from Half-Life, again, Duke Nukem <laughs> Forever, again, and more importantly, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Ooh. And Nintendo and Sony also upping the ante, had a battle to see who could throw the best party. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Sony hired the Foo Fighters to play their party. Uh, who <laughs> okay. did Nintendo clap back with? That's right, the B-52s. <laughs> Uh, I'll let you. Oh, a tough call. <laughs> I'll let you decide who was the winner there, but it was obviously the B-52s. Um, yeah. Only one of those bands did the theme song for Rocco's Modern exactly, Life. Exactly. Yeah, Foo Fighters didn't write Love Shack. Um, <laughs> so Love Shack sucks. 1999 negotiations are back on with the LACC, so the show returns to LA. Right. The Dreamcast has given its famous release date. As well as oh, its price. Wasn't it 9999? Yeah. Sony hints at the next generation of PlayStation, and as well, Project Dolphin is announced. Yeah. Uh, games Woo. shown off include Perfect Dark, Donkey mm-hmm. Kong 64, Quake 3, Die Katana, Final <laughs> Fantasy 8, and a whole slew of Dreamcast titles like Soul Calibur and shit like that. A bunch of other launch titles. <laughs> Very different to that. I mean, I love Soul Calibur, I know, but I know. I'm not going to list them all. No, it, uh, it's just funny because I know you don't want to get into it with the Dreamcast because that's 2000. Another hot button topic Turn of the coming up here. The show was six months after the infamous Columbine shootings, uh, and protesters were out in full force. For more uh, on that, check out our two-parter. Despite this, it didn't slow the announcements, as the PS2 was announced for launch in America, as it was already out in Japan, could and there blow, were no well, lack of play games. Could DVDs? It's good. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck. Games shown included Conker's Bad Fur Day, Seaman... Yeah. <laughs> Max Payne, which was shown off in a parking lot and was actually the subject of a lot of the protests, the original Max Grim. Payne. Oh, yeah. As that well as pretty grim. that show's biggest talking point, Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh, where they tricked everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2001, we're still in LA. Steam's picking up. Attendance is picking back up. Nintendo shows off the GameCube and the Game Boy Advance, mm. as well as Microsoft hopping into the console game with the Xbox. For more on that. <laughs> Sega officially being out of the console business forever <laughs> and showing games on other platforms. Yes, for more on the Xbox, yes. check out our Xbox episode. For more on the Sega being out of the console business, check out our Dreamcast episode. <laughs> That's a great highlight reel. I know it is. What a topic. Games shown include Metal Gear Solid 2, again, Halo, Devil May Cry, and GTA 3. Hell yeah, uh, GTA big, 3. Good, good year. Yeah. 2002, the PlayStation 2 is killing it. There's a yeah, famous argument that breaks out over Vivendi and EA, whose booths are across from each other. One showing a Lord of the Rings game based off the books, the other one showing a Lord of the Rings <laughs> game based off the movies. Uh... <laughs> Game well, sh- what does that war look like between those two bits? I don't know, but it was the Two Towers game versus the Hobbit game, and one of those was Oh good. my god, <laughs> I remember, yeah. I remember, because that, that Two Towers game was actually kind of fun, and that Hobbit yeah. game, all I remember about that Hobbit game is that it had like one of the worst box arts. It did, I, I it did, but yeah. games shown include Battlefield 1942, America's mm. Army, oh. 
Yeah, rec- recruit. Everybody now. ready for or Randy to lose now. his fucking shit? Metroid Prime, Ooh. Red Faction 2, Time Splitters 2, mm. and more importantly, the star of the show, Doom 3. Red Faction um, 2 sucked. Yeah, I know, but you like Red Faction. I do. I love Red Faction. <laughs> okay, 2003. Yeah Doom, yeah, Doom 3 was like a big deal too, right? Because they were showing off, um, wasn't it a new engine? Doom 3? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was the id Tech 3 with the li- That's why you had a flashlight because the lighting yeah, was so yeah. good. You could have interrupted me sooner. I didn't know what you were talking about. Oh. <laughs> I was honestly confused. All right, okay. <laughs> I thought you were distracted by the image I dropped into the general chat here. <laughs> All right, hold right, on. I gotta look at it because the, the Brink one already got me. Yep, yep. That's the box art. Oh my god, it's, it's so, so bad. bad. It's terrible. <laughs> by the way, the Photoshop for this episode is going to be an absolute hodgepodge of shit. As it's going to be the worst. Front and center is. It's going to be yeah. It's going to be fucking Brink and. All right. Little um, did they know that there'd be a, a Hobbit movie that came out 10 years later as good as this yeah. box art. <laughs> yeah. That's an accurate description. All right. 2003, the handheld wars officially begin. Yeah. The Game Boy Advance has been on its pedestal for too fucking long. Time to knock it down. That's right. The PSP is announced as well as the end game. Oh, God. <laughs> I had one. Games shown include Ninja Gaiden. For the Xbox. Hardest shit. Doom 3, again. The first one? Yeah, so fucking hard. (laughs) As well as two of the greatest shooters ever created, Half-Life 2 and Halo 2. Yeah. (laughs) We've recently been on record of how stacked the fall 2004. Yep. They had to compete with the guy game. (laughs) Yes, they did. Uh, 2004, Nintendo officially stomps out the console wars one year after they began by announcing the DS. Wow, the PSP was announced before the DS? It was, yeah. We got one screen for each of our competitors' (laughs) shitty systems. Hey, the PSP was pretty good. Other than that, the DS ate their lunch, though. I thought the PSP release date wise was after the DS, at least in the United States. But yeah, okay. But other than that, new consoles are about to come out. We all know it, and there'll be a running theme when new consoles are about to come out. The E3 before it is kind of eh, there's yeah, like talk one about or that two Killzone Two trailer, and it turns out that the <laughs> games shown are Half Life Two again. It's still not out. Listen to our Valve episode for more on that. <laughs> yes. Doom 3, again, again. How about Duke Nukem? Uh, is that out yet? <laughs> Duke Nukem is not out. The Sims 2 yeah. blew everyone's minds. A new Zelda game that looks more adult. Yeah. Get the Zelda shit out of here. Exactly. <laughs> and Halo 2 was the far and away star of that show because it was the only game that was big and had a release date and was coming out. <laughs> 2005. Way better box art than The Hobbit. Here we That's... go. 2005. To this day, still the largest E3 in terms of attendance. Really? 70,000 people. They haven't beaten that since, huh? Nope. All right. Even with the public. And yeah. with good reason. The Xbox 360 has been announced. Oh, that's all you need. You can just uh, stop after the that. The PS3 has been announced. The greatest and, console of all time. <laughs> and the Nintendo Revolution has been announced. Yes. As well as the Game Boy Micro. Oh, yeah. Hey, the Micro is I'm cool. Sorry, the what? The <laughs> that wallet that played Game Boy Advance games. Yeah. Games this year include Battlefield 2, Call of Duty 2, Fear, Perfect Ooh. Dark Zero, no. and Twilight Princess. Yeah. 2006, Sony had just the best conference. Oh my god, this is the year. Giant enemy crabs. Ridge Racer. 599 yeah. US dollars. <laughs> Look it up. Everything. Look up a supercut of it if you can. Oh, it is it's hilarious. It's just wonderful. Uh, we might cover that later in like a really uh, microtransaction yeah. or something. It is just fucking so funny. <laughs> Nintendo has a better conference. The Wii is announced. 
well, it was better, but also, like, if you watch the E3 of Nintendo for 2005 and then the E3 for Nintendo 2006, they just threw everything out for 2005. I know they did, like, but you you fell for it. I fell for I know, it. We, we both owned a Wii. Yeah. I've probably owned more than one Wii. Yeah, oh, I have to. Why would you do that? That was the console that was more fun to camp out for than actually play. Because they broke all the time, because they were bad. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah duh. <laughs> games they couldn't fold at home like the PS3. Games include... Mario Galaxy, Wii Sports, Metroid Prime 3, Red Steel, Bioshock, Mass <laughs> yeah. Effect, Gears of War, and Assassin's Creed. Because guess what year's coming up next? Oh, yeah. The best year in gaming ever. 2007. Uh, my list of games for 2007 is off the fucking charts. It's insane. Okay, so in response to the record-setting attendance numbers couple people had complaints because most of those people were not really in the games industry. They kind of snuck oh, their so way was in. was it just really crowded or hard to get around? <laughs> yes, it was. Okay. And, and there was a lot of behind-closed-door so shit. So. the show was moved to an airport hangar in Santa Monica. It was also renamed the E3 Media and Business Summit. Wait, Attendance oh was God. capped at 10,000. And all of this is a huge shame because 2007 is the best year in video game history. Fight me, I will fight you back. Games included Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, Guitar Hero 3, Fallout 3, The Orange Box, Mass Effect, Skate, Rock Band, Crisis, We Fit, Smash Brothers Brawl, Halo 3, Grand Theft Auto 4, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 4, Killzone 2 in that awesome fucking demo, Bioshock, <laughs> and oh, Assassin's yeah. Creed, to name a few. Look at that shit. I think Rock Band might have won Best of Show that year for their Game Critics Awards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, they scaled it down from literally a seventh of the people that they had? I think 2006 was like 60-something thousand, okay. but yeah, they cut it down by a huge margin. I thought it was 70,000. Um, yeah. And also people complained that they didn't want to be at a fucking airport hangar, which I would, you know. <laughs> sure. But, it should be noted, 2003, the IDSA was officially renamed to the ESA. I missed that bullet yes, earlier. Yes, okay. uh, I think that did come up on the E3 episode yeah. as well. So, the ESA, it should be mentioned, is now in full control of E3. IDG has sold for better and for E3 worse. For worse. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean the IDG isn't going to give the people what they want. They hosted their own convention, I don't know if you remember this, in LA in October called E for All. Open to the public, attendance was around 18,000, and there were playable demos of Metal Gear Solid 4 and Smash, as well as a couple of the other games I mentioned, wonder, Rock Band, stuff like that. I wonder how much those tickets cost. I don't know. Yeah. It was a good thing to look up. <laughs> I should have done it, but I didn't. So, 2008, the show returns to L.A. Yes. This was a big... Unfortunately, it's still called the E3 Media and Business Summit, and attendance is now capped at 5,000. Oh, wow, really? Yes. Okay, so I might be thinking of the year after this. Okay. Not a great year. 5,000 is... Yeah, it's not a lot. Microsoft gives us Xbox avatars, as well as announcing Netflix is coming to the Xbox 360. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> well, thus changing the fucking world forever. Yes. <laughs> Nintendo had... What? No, oh, no, I didn't mean Netflix. I meant thank God for the avatars. Oh, the avatars. Sorry. You ever Sorry. wonder what the bottom of an avatar's foot Speaking looks like? Speaking of changing the world forever, Nintendo had an absolute banger of a show. They announced... Did they? The Wii Motion Plus. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. The Wii microphone. Oh, the, wait, the Wii Motion Plus. You mean the thing that made the console work as intended, kind of? Exactly. <laughs> the Wii microphone. That was good for Animal and, Crossing and, and also Wii Music. Nothing else? Oh, Wii, oh, that's Robbie Drums. Yep, Robbie Drums. <laughs> Look up Robbie Drums if you want to see some hilarious fucking footage. Oh, God, what a but, rough... 2008, yeah. not a bad year. Where Jamie Kennedy for... and Mr. Caffeine come in, isn't it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I think that might have been around like 07. That was 07, I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Caffeine was like, that, that was, was for... 2007. That was Activision's wow. 2007. Okay. And then 
Mr. Caffeine E3. Look, I didn't even have to write it. 2011. Okay. Okay. They both so, have to make it into your thumbnail as well. You know that, Yes, right? I do. Um, <laughs> okay. Just the Killzone trailer with Mr. Caffeine. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Kennedy. God, it's going to be a lot of cutting shit out. It's going to take me forever, and it's going to be the worst fucking thumbnail we've ever had. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, but 2008, no shortage of games. We have Gears of War 2, Fable 2, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, Halo Wars, Resident Evil 5, Fallout 3, again, Final Fantasy 13, Wii Sports Resort, Wii Music, as I mentioned, God of War 3, Little Big Planet, Left 4 Ugh. Dead, and everybody's favorite multiplayer shooter, Mag. <laughs> Massive oh, Mag. action game. E for All Ew, also Resident continued this year. Ugh. But they decided to schedule it the same weekend as PAX, and that didn't work this time. Everybody went to PAX, and EA for All ended forever. <laughs> yeah. PAX's attendance, by the way. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, dwarfs E3s. <laughs> yeah. uh, 2000... Gamescom probably dwarfs that. Yeah. 2009, compromise was made. This time, we're back. We're still in L.A., but the attendance has increased to 45,000. That's so, a significant. Pretty good. More. Yeah. And E3's back, baby. No more Media <laughs> and Business Summit moniker attached. Yeah, they dropped that shit. Yeah. And with that big announcement, that came the announcement that would mark the return of E3. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the Kinect. <laughs> you know what an Avatar shoe looks like? Boom, there it is. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah I jumped Scanning the... <laughs> your skateboards in. Remember that? I jumped the uh, gun a little early on that. You met that guy, though. At I your did. School, that, right? guy's, that guy's dope. Yeah, apparently he's He also really made cool fight dude. Night round three or whatever. That fucking poor dude. Just yeah, to- <laughs> Kuda Sonoda. That dude was awesome. I know, but I just meant like his legacy is yeah. just that like... Just, he fucking loves wearing aviators. Does he? Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, awesome. that embarrassing, like, that was not his fault at all. That was... But yeah. Was the move also the same E3? No. Was Wait, yes. Yes, it was. Wagglefest uh, fucking... That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Throw away those pesky controllers because you don't need them anymore. I'm throwing my controllers out right now. Yeah. Also announced the PlayStation Move. Yep, the there play, we go. The PlayStation I. <laughs> Is that the, the sequel to the and, toy? Hey, remember when we jumped controller technology forward 20 years with the DualShock? <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to jump it back 20 years with <laughs> yeah. the Move. Yep. <laughs> and igniting the handheld wars once again. That's right, the PSP Go. Oh, <laughs> that's not where I thought you were going. Okay. Games include Left 4 Dead 2, Crackdown 2, Halo 3 ODST, Halo Reach, Ugh, Metal Crackdown Gear Rising, too. Beatles Rock Band, mm. The Old Republic, APB, Crisis 2, Splinter Cell Conviction, Assassin's mm. Creed 2, Metroid Other M, Super Mario Galaxy 2, New <laughs> Super Mario Brothers Wii, Uncharted 2, yeah. God of War 3 again, and The Last Guardian. <laughs> the Last Guardian, uh, you mean 2017 game, Last Guardian, or is it 2016? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, by the way, is Duke Nukem out <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not yet, no. Dude, by the way, God of War 3, I, I was just like showing somebody the other day, I was like, there's a part right in the beginning, I don't care if I'm spoiling it, you should have played it by now, where you fight Poseidon, and yes. he like, comes out of the water, I meant, I and mentioned he has this. this line, yeah, where he's like, you dare challenge me, mortal, and dude, you should seriously, just Google Poseidon and fight I got a worth three and just listen to the audio quality on his voice also it's so fucking cool dude. also when you beat him the camera switches to his perspective and then Kratos gouges his eyes out and you get your ga- yes. eyes gouged out in first person <laughs> yeah fucking rules I'm so sure that that's that cool I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it on this podcast before yeah. in the past like it's just like all three of those games very epic quality because I don't I don't count any of the new God of Wars because I haven't played any of them so oh, the, the, new one, thing, the new one's phenomenal <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, that trailer for The Old Republic was something else when that dropped. I was like, 
I've never played a minute of that game, but I remember yeah, that Yeah, uh, Blur Studios, everybody. Look them up. Yes. They make yeah. very bad games look very good. They also did it with they, Dead Island. They, I was going to say, they did the Dead Island trailer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. That was a hell of a trailer. It's yes, so, it was. <laughs> not uh, at all uh, <laughs> what that game ended up being. But 2010, the motion wars are in full swing. The Wii is just <laughs> doing gangbusters. So yeah. what do we have? We Your have happy. more on the Kinect sensor and the Move Wands. And Nintendo has officially moved on from the motion thing because they announced the 3DS. Another stupid gimmick. Yeah. Oh, so wait, you're talking about that thing that everybody turns off when they... Yeah, that one. Okay. Uh, when they play the... Games for this include Project Milo, Dance Central... Never to come out. Connectimals, Dance Central. Gears of War 3, Fable 3, Halo Reach Again, Killzone 3, SOCOM 4, Heavy Rain, Infamous 2, mm. Little Big Planet 2, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, We Party, The GoldenEye 007 Remake, Fuck it. Kirby's Epic Yarn, yes. Donkey Kong Country Returns, and Kid Icarus Uprising. I remember that Nintendo showing of Skyward Sword being very uncomfortable. Do you remember the Nintendo the... showing of Kid Icarus Uprising where the models came out with 3DSs attached to their hips? Remember that? <laughs> no! What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, up, that, was the, that was the E3 that Shigeru Miyamoto famously got upset when the Wii stopped working. Yes, stage. that was the Skyward Sword yeah. demo. <laughs> I didn't uh, know about the great. Kid Icarus thing. <laughs> 2011, just put the console and handheld wars to bed, ladies and gentlemen, because we have both the Wii U and the PlayStation Vita oh, just knocking just, it out of the park. <laughs> you can skip this the whole year. <laughs> no, I can't, because <laughs> video game-wise, it is awesome. Okay, we have right. Bioshock infinite oh hell, those the tomb raider are crazy the tomb raider reboot all right skyrim arkham city uh-huh. mass effect 3 skyward sword again uncharted 3 battlefield mm-hmm. 3 far cry 3 <laughs> and ghost recon advanced warfighter okay and uncharted golden abyss for the playstation vita which was the best playstation vita game they made up for it i guess yeah. wait a minute advanced warfighter was already out this had to be a later ghost recon oh not it wasn't advanced warfighter what's the one after that future soldier Future, Future Soldier. Soldier. Sorry. No, you're fine. I saw a screenshot and wrote Grawl, but you're right. It was it was Future Soldier. Um, no corrections here. Yeah. Listeners. I mean, you were talking about uh, waiting in line. I The night Skyrim released, at least in Jersey, it was ice rain. And I remember sitting outside of a GameStop all fucking night because like, they wouldn't open the doors until midnight. I, I think since then they've changed that policy. I'm pretty sure that game came out the same month as Saints Row the Third and Battlefield 3? The same yeah. date as that movie that everyone forgot. Yep. It also did come out, I believe, the same week as Saints Row and like a week before Battlefield. I think you might be right. I remember yeah. buying all three of them and having no money. Okay. <laughs> Uh, 2012. Smart, no, that's a smart move. 2012. No we have the end of the hardware cycle. Yeah. Again, so not a big year. The Wii U gets a launch date, I guess, but who gives a shit about that? <laughs> we got games: New Super Mario Brothers U, Boo. Pikmin 3, Nintendo Land, Halo <laughs> 4, <laughs> Dishonored. Resident Evil 6, <laughs> Aliens Colonial Marines, <laughs> Borderlands 2. For more information on both of those games, check out our Randy yes. Pitchford episode. Uh, the Tomb Raider reboot again, Sleeping Dogs, Assassin's Creed Sleeping 3, Dogs. Far Cry 3 again, Hansen. and Last of Us. Yeah. Now, the third best year in video games, arguably some, maybe the second, mm-hmm. 2013. First if you're me. New consoles that finally matter. The Xbox One and PlayStation 4 are both revealed. This was also noted the first year that Nintendo did a Direct instead of a conference. Wow, that long ago, huh? Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Jeez. By the way, what you're about to say about this year is what we should be experiencing this year. It should be. <laughs> Technically. Games it? include 
Halo 5. Or theoretically. Titanfall, Metal Gear mm. Solid 5, Battlefield mm-hmm. 4, Kingdom Hearts 3, Infamous Second Son, Killzone Shadowfall, The Order 1886, huh. Knack Baby, Smash 4, <laughs> Mario Kart 8, ah, Super Mario 3D World, Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds, Pokemon X and Y, The Division, Watch Dogs, and GTA 5. <laughs> Watch Dogs was another one of those infamous. Mm-hmm. Well... I don't want to use the word infamous. It's a cool demo. It is a little bit of a misleading demo, though. Sure, yeah. Okay. Metal Gear Solid Five. Is that far back, huh? I guess so. Yeah, it w- that, cool. that took a while to killer. come out. You mentioned the Tomb Raider reboot already twice, and that was... Yeah, that came that out some time. right at the end of the console cycle for yeah. the 360 Because then they released it again. Yep. Okay, 2014. Consoles are out. And you know what that means? Games. It we should. have <laughs> Destiny, Uncharted 4, <laughs> Rainbow yeah. Six Siege, Batman Arkham Knight, Crackdown, Far Cry 4, Gears of War 4, Quantum Break, Sunset Overdrive, Battlefront, and The Witcher 3. Did you say (laughs) Crackdown? (laughs) Indeed I did. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to have all this destruction. It's going to be great. 2019s. Okay. 2015, consoles are in full swing, so more games. And here we go. Dishonored 2, Doom 2016, Fallout 4, ReCore, Dark Souls 3, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Rare Replay, Mass Effect Andromeda, For Honor, <laughs> Ghost Recon Wildlands, Horizon Wildlands. Zero Dawn, The Final Fantasy VII Remake, <laughs> Super Mario Maker, Star Fox Zero, yeah. and very early Hot Button Topics, Just Cause 3, and No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, fucking A, Doom. Yeah. 2016, <laughs> mm-hmm. E3 is... Starting to lose some people. EA drops out to host its own event right next door. Yeah. The PlayStation VR is officially announced. And oh, the nice. Nintendo reveals the NX earlier that year. That was a crazy trailer when that dropped. Yep. Yeah. Games include Titanfall 2, Battlefield mm-hmm. 1, The Prey Reboot, Dead Rising 4, Sea of Thieves, <laughs> Scalebound, Halo Wars <laughs> 2, Watch Dogs 2, Steep, God of War, The Reboot, Detroit Become Human, Farpoint, Death Stranding, Breath of the Wild, Final Fantasy XV, and Resident Evil 7 is possibly revealed yeah. in the second best way ever, second only Woo. to Silent Hills, which never came out. Also, man, when that Death Stranding trailer came out, nobody knew what the fuck they were looking at. <laughs> this is also the year that the ESA hosts a separate event called E3 Live, which is open to the public, and from what I remember was mostly Doritos advertising. <laughs> those, tickets, those tickets were like 200 bucks or something? No, those were free. Oh, E3 those were free? tickets. Okay, I, I'm thinking of the because yeah. we get to 2017. The show is now officially open to the public, as well as the PS4 Pro is now announced yeah. and Ooh. out, thus breaking the cycle of when new stuff comes out forever. Yeah, the Xbox One X is revealed. Yeah. Other than that, we have Super Mario Odyssey, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Uncharted: Lost Legacy, Anthem. Battlefront 2, Beyond Good and Evil 2, and Destiny 2. Beyond Good and Evil 2. <laughs> yeah, then it's still late. By the way, my concept of time, the more current you get, this all feels like weeks ago to me. <laughs> like, right. uh, 2018, show still open to the public. They sell more tickets. People start complaining about crowding again. Is this Sony's last year? Is this is Sony's last year. Yeah. We have Sekiro, Jedi Fallen Order, Battlefield 5, Gears of War 5, Halo Infinite, Elder, an that. Elder Scrolls 6 logo, Doom Eternal, <laughs> the Starfield logo, Rage 2, Fallout 76, The Division 2, The Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding again, and yeah. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. 
But yeah, Smash Ultimate. Which was the oh, only game that they had there. You, you also, you forgot about Wait, the... Wait, that was 2018? Yeah. <laughs> you forgot about Walmart leaks. Right. The, 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 <laughs> the Rage 2 thing? Yeah. yeah, Rage 2 was leaked on Walmart.com. Well, that was the year they leaked a whole bunch of shit, right? By accident? I can't remember what else they leaked. Uh, they right. leaked a shitload of games that were had yet to be announced, I think. Right, yeah. yeah. And then we come to 2019... I'm not going to go over this. We did a podcast we about did. it. Listen to it. Listen to it. How do you think those opinions held up a year later? That's good. I, I should, that's yeah, I, I kind of want to re-listen to it again. Yeah, go listen to that. The only relic. <laughs> Randy's like, no, I don't think women should vote, and I'm never going to change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just us glowing about the Avengers game for three hours, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the only relevant news worse. to this podcast is Sony backed out. That yeah. was... One additional story has come to light since we recorded that podcast, however, on August 3rd, 2019, an unsecured list of press and other attendees was found available to everyone in an Excel spreadsheet on the ESA's website. ESA quickly pulled it, but as the internet works, once it's out there, it's out there. Many journalists received attacks and death threats because people hate them and know their info. An additional list of past attendees was also found and removed from the ESA, and the same thing happened. It took them a while to kind of alert people about that too didn't it yes it did yeah i mean you have sony backing out you got ea backing out and now you have you had new companies in over the last couple years too though like square enix did their first Mm -hmm. direct style warner was supposed to have their first conference this year i wonder if they'll still do it in some capacity i think they are because bethesda they've only been doing this for a couple years devolvers a couple years yeah but of course they all devolver to just make fun of everything which is great great (laughs) yeah that's another thing go watch some devolver press conferences because they are fucking phenomenal yeah and there's Um, an overarching story it's like like the only good part of e3 anymore (laughs) but yeah absolutely there is you should watch all of them yes watch all of them okay so with that, we reach today. Yeah. Now. Good old 2020. We are now in, as Randy mentioned in his opener, the 25th anniversary of E3. Mm-hmm. Of course, E3 2020 is canceled because the world is canceled because of COVID-19. The show is still planned for 2021, as Randy said. It's pivoting way more towards a public show akin to PAX. There's uh, all kinds of new initiatives yeah, that which, they're going which for. Which many see as a sign of its growing irrelevance. It's a scrambling to form their identity for sure. Yeah, and they planned a digital experience for people at home. It's definitely becoming more of a thing. But for the longest time, E3 was the single most important event of the gaming year. I mean, I was joking, but it pretty much is gaming Christmas. Mm -hmm. I have very distinct memories of being a kid and like downloading trailers on websites and then being older. I burned the Halo 2 trailer to a DVD and watched it on loop. Do you still have it? Somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking nerd. Yeah, well. The last time I remember, I think it was, it had to be 2016 or 2017. I remember a bunch of us were playing Overwatch right after the presentations and I just would every time we got thrown into a new game I would just write in the chat I was like so what did everybody think of E3 and you'd just see like a wall of text of people arguing and agreeing yeah. with each other it was great yep <laughs> like, it obviously no longer really functions as a trade show uh, no, because so the much. retail partner thing doesn't really matter as much since Amazon runs the world does GameStop still actively send 
Yeah, sure. Some people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but you I assume know. they do. Yeah. It's now more of an advertising vehicle, and in the age of social media, it's companies like are finding it easier to tweet out announcements than giant, expensive showings. They'd rather control the news cycle themselves and not compete. Yeah, they with don't people. want to get buried in the E3 yeah. news cycle or I get spend it. all the money going out uh, there. But, it, but, but I, I love it though. I love that pageantry. Most most people believe that E3 isn't needed at all. I disagree. The problem is E3 is expected now. And with the unfortunate state we find the world in now, the cracks in the facade are kind of starting to show. I know they can't hold events this year for a good year, but it is a console year. We have two new consoles coming out supposedly at the end of 2020. <laughs> yeah. This should be um, the most exciting. Yeah. Like, yeah and without I mean. E3, you know, we have everybody wondering when they're going to get any info instead of knowing that it's going to come at E3. Sony and Microsoft's hands would have been forced. Totally. I guarantee you if E3 2020 was still on, we would know way more about what, what the PS5. Fuck PS5 looks like? Yeah. Yeah. But because there's no forcing going on, both companies are holding their cards close to their chest and waiting for each other to make the first move. And they have their own Uh, events that they... Yeah. As of this recording, May 25th, all we know is that what the Series X looks like and that it's powerful, and we know what the PS5 controller looks like, and we know that it's powerful. <laughs> that fucking controller. Uh, more info, hopefully, will be out by the time this releases. I, I feel like uh, July. Which will be, be the day the E3 conferences were supposed to start, which would have been, I guess, it was Sunday, June 12th or something like that. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe E3 needs to die. I don't think it does, I but I at so least either. hope its absence this year makes more people realize that it's a little bit more important than they give it credit for. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Totally. You're making me all nostalgic all over and just like, it would be cool if we did a series of just like covering each individual E3 and just the... There's so many of I them. know. It's, and I'm sure other people within the industry have probably done something similar, but yeah. it is cool to revisit that stuff because it's interesting to see how that ages. There's your E3 story, history of the first E3, and then a walk down memory lane <laughs> of game announcements. I don't know what information we'll know by the time this releases, but I know Microsoft's whole... Xbox One reveal event is in July? Yes. So, Or sorry, Xbox Series X. I think the way to end this would be EA's thing is actually happening in June, right? Mm-hmm. And is Bethesda's? We I don't know about WB. So. It's uh, been this really Ubisoft tricky Ubisoft is in July as well, I Ubisoft think? is in July. Sony is still... Nintendo has flat out said that they're not doing anything, doing anything yeah. for a while. And Devolver will drop their thing. Yeah, Lord knows what Nintendo's doing. Yeah, uh, it's so wishy-washy. I think Everybody's we're still getting some version of the PC gaming show or whatever. I think we're still getting some version of like an oh, indie great. showcase. Okay, yeah. from Nintendo, you saying? No, no just from like, uh, from uh, like an indie group of. I don't know what Square Enix says. Uh, okay, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, there was like a movement where indie developers were like, "Well, not having an E3 hurts us way more than it hurts the big companies." No, absolutely. And somebody I'm glad th- you mentioned somebody that. Somebody threw together a yeah. giant indie showcase for a bunch of. CES and E3 stuff. getting canceled this year has been murder on indie developers. CES wasn't canceled. Sorry, not CES. GDC. GDC. Sorry, yeah. that's what I was thinking. CES was actually ground zero for COVID, a lot of people I've think. heard that. Yeah. yeah, That was probably the last game-related event yeah. of the year. Because a lot of individuals use that to use these types of shows to network and to show off what they've been working on. And it's yep. easy for a lot of people people to criticize the importance of something on the scale of E3 and the money that's spent on that, but you don't realize how many, how many people do get left yeah, behind. You don't, like you PAX don't, is you don't realize for, that PAX was also probably a uh, a hot spot for yeah, Cup this Cuphead year. Cuphead wouldn't have been Fucking a, probably as popular if it didn't have a spot on the Microsoft stage. Absolutely. You know, so. Yeah. Well, that's the first time I saw it. <laughs> but yeah. No, it's cool. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Happy E3, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, three, yeah. Yeah. We won't have to frantically record an episode at like 11 at night in Chris's living room. Yep. <laughs> to Can you believe what the... upload like seven hours later? I can't believe that the PlayStation 5 just is shaped like a, a dildo. I am very <laughs> curious about what it's going to look like. Me too. I am, even as an adult, very interested in if that stuff. If they're smart, it'll look like a fucking box. Yeah. Yeah, well, because no. design is trending towards industrial design where everything is just I'll a t- box. Yeah, but it won't match that funky-ass controller then. No. <laughs> it's just going to be shaped like one of the characters in Detroit. <laughs> Yeah. It's going to be shaped like an X, like a big X. <laughs> and then it okay. glows green. <laughs> no, no, still have a blue light. Or it'll be the PS4, but one more section. You I know thought I mean? about like that. St- what if it's three angles instead of what two? If, what yeah, if the, PS- the fucking PS4 Pro The PS4 is two stacks, the PS4 3 is four stacks, and then the 5 PS4 is just, st- yeah. And then you just keep adding from there to the point where, like, the PS10 is just, like... <laughs> giant trapezoid you can't like fit yeah it's anywhere? just a giant trapezoid that's weighed down in the back so it falls over <laughs> is, is that one of those old school furnaces from like old apartments no that's like that's like playstation 10 <laughs> the ps5 could look like anything and i'll like it more than the ps4s oh uh, you say that have you seen what the dev kits look like oh yeah no i have that with weird the, fucking with the pizza heating slot yeah hey that's practical there's no criticisms against yes. that. But I, I like you know, this really sex good looking for cir- like a subwoofer dehumidifier. You know it's really good for circuits, pizza grease linking into them. <laughs> it's great for them. But yeah, thanks for listening and taking a walk down memory lane with us. Yes. Keep an eye peeled this week. I don't know what fucking information. It's all... I saw an article where somebody was just organizing all the events that are now happening because E3 isn't, and it was what a nightmare. And like the first sense, like, dude, I don't fucking know. <laughs> that's this. That's this whole year. It's yeah. just shrugging, like putting your hands up. You know. But uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, plug time. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Hot Button Cast. We have a website, hotbuttoncast.com. There you can find all our episodes and search for episodes. You can submit a topic. And also you can find links to Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Rate and review us on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell your friends if yes, you like continue. the podcast. Please. It's working. It's yeah. working. I'm. Uh, are we seeing a little bit of a it's boost? Working. I keep hearing from people that they're listening, spreading <laughs> mm-hmm. the word. So. Tell your friends yeah. if you like it. Yep. And hashtag bring back E-Cubes. Don't forget that. <laughs> yes. That'll go with our Duke Nukem Forever hashtag uh, release the Broussard cut. What was oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the butthole cut of Duke Nukem. Or what? Yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's now, it. Now to go upstairs and wait for the PlayStation 5 to not get revealed till August. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft's gonna wait till July and then they're gonna be like, alright, the Xbox One Series X is six hundred dollars and Sony's gonna be like, ha, gotcha, it's five hundred dollars. <laughs> I know, that and is And then every and then everybody exactly in this gonna happen. everybody in the middle of this horrible, horrible situation is gonna be like, hey asshole, I don't have a job anymore, I can't afford either. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a nightmare. Well that's okay because developers can't make games, so Yeah. But uh yeah, thanks for listening. Cool. Tune in next time for I don't know. What are we doing? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> oh, who cares? I, I, who got cares? Some, <laughs> I got some ideas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Yeah.